Hello, welcome to the Effortless Podcast with your host, Caleb Lassar. Our mission here is really simple. If you're a coach, entrepreneur, consultant, expert in your field, we want to normalize allowing things to be easy and effortless. We want to create a space or a conversation where I could talk to guests, share ideas with you that normalize allowing things to be good. It just gets to be better and better. It doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. It means that we handle those bad things with grace and we continue having an easy and effortless life. If you love that message, you're probably going to love the guests. And if you did get value out of this podcast today, I would love it if you could share this with somebody as this will help our growth. We'll see you in the episode. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's obviously me, Caleb. I'm back again. And we have a very, very special podcast today with a guest of mine who would be considered an email marketing strategist and an intuitive launch specialist. Uh, her name is Stasia. We met in a mastermind a few years ago, and her growth has been something that I've been massively inspired by. Uh, I've also just managed to figure out the power of email marketing. <laughs> it's only taken me six or seven years. So um, we have an absolute masterclass in front of us today in the form of Stasia, who's going to help you figure out why you should do this, maybe some of the mistakes to avoid and some tips to get started. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's so good to have you. Actually, I'm, I've been looking forward to this. <laughs> I, I was so I, excited when you asked me and I was like, of course, I want to come and talk about email marketing um, with you. So yeah, absolutely amazing way to start my day. <laughs> awesome. So I think, like, let's get into maybe some of the misconceptions about email marketing, and maybe some of the mistakes that coaches, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders are making? Mm. So I, I, I would say, without picking on you, also a little bit picking on you, uh, the biggest mistake <laughs> is not using it. It's like, there you go, right off the bat. The biggest mistake is mm -hmm. not using it, is not having an email marketing strategy. Even if it's like the most simple email marketing strategy ever with you growing your list, like having it somewhere in your bio, in your link tree, in your cover photo or something, and just mentioning it whenever you, you have a chance and sending in a weekly email, let's say. Like even something mm -hmm. as basic is still so, so powerful than not doing anything at all. So, and, and what, yeah. Sorry, when you say like in your link and in your bio, I, I know you've probably got so much to say about this, but for the people like me who are very thick and don't do this, what do you think that first step for somebody should be? Yeah, so the first step is, of course, identifying what kind of little, um, what kind of gift you can give people in return of signing up for your email. And this is where a lot of people go quite wrong. <laughs> And they've been doing this for a while and they feel like they need to have something very, very, very um, big for this to create. Like they overcomplicate the process of the freebie or lead magnet, right? That it has to turn, like we call it freebie or lead magnets, depends on who you're working with, who you're listening to. Because most of the time, the ideal freebie or lead magnet is either somewhere on your computer already. It can be a resource that you're already using with your clients. It could be uh, something you're already giving your paid clients. So just take this one little thing and offer it as a free lead magnet. 
or it can be a checklist that takes you, I don't know, 10 minutes to write, right? Uh, and it doesn't have to be this really fancy thing. It can be a Google Doc for, for all I care, right? Because in the end, people, and I understand the thought that it needs to be so professional. People should think I'm like this big seven-figure corporation. And like, people don't care. They don't, they don't go and do an analysis of your freebie, guessing about your business and who you are as a person. They're just happy to receive the information. So, and I still, like, I see it much, uh, much less these days, but I still seeing people who have like a hundred page ebook as a freebie. And the problem with that is you spend, what, 50 hours on creating it and nobody's mm -hmm. going to spend their time on reading it. It's too much for a freebie. They are not that invested mm -hmm. in it, right? The expectations for a freebie are also lower. Like, the, like, people don't expect you to solve all the problems with a freebie. A lot of the time, the great uh, lead magnets or freebies are just something really, um, really easy, something that can make my day a little bit easier, something that maybe can help me move a little bit, for, like, closer to my goal, right? <laughs> so things like checklists, blueprints, uh, meal plans, uh, exercise routines, meditations, um what else templates did i say templates maybe i did <laughs> scripts templates okay mm -hmm. good all of these are amazing freebies and most of the time you either already have them on your computer or you have it will take you 15 minutes to just put on paper because you are you know you're using these things so much in your everyday life that it just will come so so fast to you. you don't forget that you are the expert and other people are like 100 steps behind. So what's super, super easy, like so barely obvious and so easy for you is a big thing for other people. And if you can mm. kind of find that gap, then you have a like really successful freebie. So what I'm hearing is chances are there's already a lead magnet on my computer. Yes. And then... <laughs> The second thing would be making it too complicated. So yeah. a long, you know, hundred page ebook. And then the third thing I heard there was if I'm, I might be trying to be too complicated for the market. Like I know the subject matter really well. And so I think that I need to have a really complicated solution when they just might want something simple. Yeah. If you can offer something that will quickly help them to get a little bit closer to the goal, a little bit quickly will make their life a little bit easier. You do not have to solve. This is why they're going to be coming back, paying you and having the support, having more knowledge, all of these things, right? If you're going to give them a, a 60, I don't know, 360 days plan for fitness journey, it's going to be overwhelming. So give them a 14 day plan to get started that's the whole point right like get it started with it and my first freebie was um on a danish market so <laughs> it's in danish but it was literally a questionnaire that i used whenever i will onboard a new client to get to know their clients so it was mm -hmm. again it's probably something you're already using in your processes with like in your work with your clients maybe it's some questions maybe it's a template maybe it's a worksheet or something so it's already there on your on your computer or in your head 
so you can quickly transfer it to your computer. So if we, if we pull this back right for the dum-dum, because this was me, right? One of the biggest barriers was well, how do I actually collect that email in exchange for the freebie? Like if we, mm-hmm. if we take somebody who's been completely like illiterate, I don't know how to set up some, or I've never set up anything, and now you want me to collect an email, what would you tell them to do as a very first step? Or how would they go about setting that up? Yeah. So the first step is having an email marketing provider, right? Service provider. So um, the popular one is obviously MailChimp. I will be devil's advocate and say it's not the best one. Like I usually try to avoid MailChimp. But I also say to people, if you're using MailChimp and it's already set up, it will work for you. You know what buttons to click, keep using it. There's like nothing wrong with it. I personally just find other providers a little bit better, um, a little bit easier. There's some things you can do in there that you can't. But if you're already using MailChimp and it's working for you, keep working. Like, yeah. Um, I I personally like, like I'm using ActiveCampaign, but it is on a, a little bit more expensive level right so if you're big b2b company active campaign is amazing for coaches it's also great like i'm using it personally i like it and a lot of professionals use it but the other two that i also recommend to people is get response and mail a light um both great and what i like about those is that on any level they're not expensive but also on any level you get landing pages included MailerLite is actually free until like 1,000 people. But the kink is that after it gets to paid, it's more expensive than get response. So it's all about how like how you want to, to do it. Like, do you want to start paying right away? Or do you, and I know for a lot of people, 1,000 subscribers sounds like I'm never like, yeah, in five years, we'll get there. With the right strategy, you'll get mm-hmm. there quite fast. Trust me. <laughs> so, um, okay. so. So, I would so that, suggest oh, you could... just clicking, like getting them both a uh, get response. You can actually, if you, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to put it here. I'm sorry, get response. <laughs> do it, do it anyway. But <laughs> if you actually open it on your desktop, because they technically mm-hmm. don't have 30, 30 day free trial, but if you open it on your desktop and you move your mouse as if you're exiting it, it will come with exit pop-up of 30 days free trial. <laughs> Great too. So here's like, if you only learned this today, that like you're welcome. It's already I think fourteen dollars worth of, or ninety dollars worth of some of, of get response. Um, if get if if I'm not here the day after the podcast come out, you know like who to blame. Okay, <laughs> get response came and got you. Yeah. So please check with me that I'm still alive. Anyways, um. Yes, so go into both platforms, get the free trial, try to click around, or go into YouTube and see get response uh, email marketing tutorial. See how it is, like see other people like setting things up and see what, what you like the most. Most importantly, usually we do say that you need to decide on the right email marketing platform right away. But honestly, you can always move things around. It's a little bit of a hassle, it's a little bit of annoyance, but it is possible. So rather than waiting two months for doing your in-depth research and like doing, making that absolute right choice, just choose one. They both are quite similar to each other, to be honest. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. So one of the other things, so just for the people listening, just to really simplify that for you, it's pick one uh, and pick the free thing that's that's on your computer that you think might not be valuable, but probably is. And then use one of these email service providers to set up a landing page uh, that they can opt into. And that would be probably better than 80% of the market of coaches who just don't collect emails at all. Exactly. If you have a Facebook group, you can ask people one of the questions like, hey, what email can I send you some amazing training for? Obviously, it's always better to have very specific like, hey, I have this book of uh, like for me, 20, 21 email marketing ideas plus subject lines. Do you want it? Write your email here. But you, if you don't have your freebie yet, but you already have a group and people are joining, just ask them for permission to send them email for the email address and say, I'm going to be sending you free trainings not available in this group or something like this. Mm-hmm. So there's an even simpler uh, sort of process for those who feel technically challenged is yeah. that when people joining a group or when you have people mm-hmm. opting in, you can ask them for their email and then you can just manually sending them. Uh, exactly. There's a really good, easy step for people. So you mentioned like with the right strategy, a thousand people on an email list is not that difficult. And I think for a lot of people listening to this, I know. they're probably haven't done anything email marketing related and having a thousand people who love your message and love you on a list sounds like a fucking dream. So I know that would be for me. <laughs> so like, talk to me about a strategy yeah. that you think could help get somebody there. Yes. So first of all, I want to mention that if you have 30 people on your list and it took you like three years to get there, it's still amazing. It was not meant to like say, oh my gosh, you don't have 1000 people yet. What are you even doing with your life? But if you truly have email marketing as part of your marketing strategy, if it's not an afterthought, but like realistically, you know, like this is one of my strategies I'm using and you have a go plan for that, it is very, very feasible. It's very realistic. Um, and I would be happy to give you some some strategies for that, right? So we can get you to about 1,000 people. <laughs> um, it will be a little bit different depending to what your overall strategy is. So I'm just going to be dropping some strategies right now to grow your email list, assuming you have an... Uh, a freebie right hopefully um mm-hmm. and then it's pick and choose you don't necessarily have to have them all okay so first of all i when i talk to my clients when i teach this i talk about dynamic and static strategies for growing your email list so the static strategy is like an evergreen strategy you do it once and then it's working for you And that's updating your social media and updating your site if you're actually driving traffic to your website, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a website, don't worry. It's not that you have to have a new, (laughs) like, oh, now I also have to build a website. Oh, my gosh. No, you don't. If you already have a website and you can see there is already traffic coming in there from social media, from SEO, from whatever, make sure you also optimize your website for collecting emails. And that's the two golden rules is that you actually have on your like on your very first page, homepage, you have a dedicated area with your freebie saying, 
get my free blah 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 like resource right and you also have a slide in which is an alternative to those annoying pop-ups that people hate but it's a slide in it just slides in in like in the corner doesn't disturb anybody but really offers can be the same freebie um <laughs> One of the big people in email marketing here in Denmark who also teaches it, she just simply says, join 15,000 people who already joined and get like tips on email marketing. So once you're at that level, you can even like be super lazy and just like, hey, 15,000 people already loving it, join right now. (laughs) You can also add it as a menu point to your website saying free resources. And yes, in the beginning, it will only be like one free resource, Maybe part of your strategy, sales strategy, is that you offer free calls. Put it in there as well, right? Get people to submit their email before that. If you are an agency and you have pricing, right? Or even even for other people, if it's part of your strategy, if you have pricing, but you don't want to have it on your website, you can get people to ask about your prices, and get them on the email list, like get them sent through email. There are so many ways you can do things. <laughs> uh, so that's for the website. Um, for the social media, you can put it on your cover. Put your make a cover promoting your freebie. Put it on your cover, like for your personal profile. You can also do it for your business. I mostly use personal profile because, let's face it, unless you're running ads. You're not getting anywhere with a business profile on Facebook, right? So create a profile. Mm-hmm. I have created a profile. I put it on my um, banner when I'm like, I don't always have it. But when I do, I get more people sign up, okay? And also when you, like once you updated it, now it's getting a little bit technical. Once you updated the cover page, click on it and you'll be able to add some text, add text and a link, of course. Uh, there's also, you also get to share a link on your social media, like in your bio description, there's a link instead of putting your homepage, if you're home, if you're not using your homepage, right, put your freebie there and say, grab this, this here, put a bitly link there to make it shorter because my website is stasiapetrova.com and then you'll have slash something, something else. It's like really long. So I'll just condense it in mm-hmm. a bit.ly link. And the best thing is I can go back in bit.ly and see how how many clicks I'm getting. How much traffic do I have to this freebie? Um, there's pin posts on your profile. They're also like highlighted stories in Facebook as well. <laughs> so there's so many. Mm-hmm. The same goes for Instagram. Your bio, your highlighted story, have a like highlights as like free resources or gifts um your pin post one of the pin posts on instagram have them as i think you have pin posts on instagram yes yeah you do okay good (laughs) um so these are all static you just do the work once and it's done you don't have to go back unless you have a new freebie or something like this The dynamic one is obviously having email growth as part of your strategy. So once a week, posting about your freebie. I see so many people create, and I've done this myself as well, because if you're like, I've already said that. So posting about your freebie once and then like never posting about it again. And then saying, why is my email is not growing? Well, 
you're getting your people, you're getting your audience every single week. So post your freebie every single week out there, right? Um, post about your freebie. And there's something else. Yeah, so obviously bundle giveaways. So going together with somebody uh, and putting your freebies in a bundle. It's very technical. I'm not going to go into it. It's just mm -hmm. a thing. Research it if you want to more, do it. More advanced. Yeah. Yeah. I would highly recommend joining a couple of bundles before you run your own so you can see how it's done, what's right. There's also GDPR thing that you need to consider mm -hmm. and everything like that. So, um, or summits, also amazing, amazing way to to get more um, more people in. So bundle giveaways and summits are also amazing thing where you also get to piggyback uh, on other people's authority, right? And other people, like you get access to their email list because everybody's promoting this whole bundle to their email list. Um, as well as guest expert trainings. So reach out to some people who you know are going to love having you there. You might not get as many because there are also some guest expert trainings that are in paid groups. So it might not be as many people, but most of them are recorded. So they're there forever. Um, mm -hmm. And also there is a power of getting in front of people who already paid that person and trust that person. That's the most important thing. So one of my clients, she created a product for realtors and she just simply contacted a realtor company and say, hey, can I come in and do one hour online training for your people 100% for free? And they're like, uh, yeah, yes, please. You can even charge for those, by the way, but even starting somewhere, offer it for free if you want. Yeah. So, and then she got 50, 500 people on her list just from that one training. Wow. She offered a resource within the training, 500 people. Her sales were phenomenal because she was piggybacking of that realtor company's authority and trust because they're bringing her in. That means they trust mm -hmm. her. So all the other people, they instantly trust her. So you can skip the step where you have to build the trust. <laughs> Incredible. I think you've just listed off maybe 12 different strategies from static strategies. So I think if I'm just pulling this out for my own thinking, we've got static strategies, which are things that are kind of set up once and that should go on things like websites, bios, pin posts, cover photos, etc. And then we have mm -hmm. dynamic strategies, which are things like joint ventures, bundles, uh, summits, would you consider webinars as part of that strategy? Like if you run a webinar yeah, sure. and then people register? Sure. Yeah, so anything you do actively, anything that is not there necessarily for the longer time than a week or two is, yeah. Is that I, I, then like, the other part I personally to... Uh, want to do one monthly masterclass in my group. So instead of just promoting mm -hmm. group, I promote masterclass with the landing page for sign up. So I'm also growing my email right. list. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I think the other thing you mentioned was uh, becoming a guest in other people's mm -hmm. groups or podcasts and this. Podcasts, you know, and Just exactly. like a little teaser. There'll exactly. be a little thingy down below you can get from Stasia. <laughs> hey. Um, 
Okay, cool. So I think we've covered a little bit about, you know, if we would put together a strategy for your first 1,000 people, uh, mm -hmm. I think it's find a lead magnet that's on, that you probably already have somewhere, and then get yourself a, a, an email marketing system, and then mm -hmm. having a simple opt-in, and you can either do that paid or you can do that for free by just, mess, you know, messaging people that have joined your, your sphere of influence and then asking for permission, which I love. And then after that, we have the two strategies. So we have the static strategies, which is once it's set up, it stays there. And then we have the dynamic strategies, which are more of a promoting, um, which I love. And I think the other thing you said that really stuck out for me is um, like sharing it at least once a week. Hey, BTW, here's this free thing that all these other people have got. Would you like to join it? Um, exactly. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about um, why people should care about email marketing. Because I think it's taken me a long time to realize, and it might be topical for a lot of people at the moment, I suspect, but I'd like to hear from you, you know, why you consider email marketing to be super important. Yeah. So a lot of the time, email marketing comes more of an afterthought and people are like, yeah, I should be doing this. I will be doing this. Um, something I also heard before was like, once I get my list of 500 people, then I will start messaging them. And for me, like, so the 200, they're already there. They just don't matter or like they're just chopped liver or like as they say in the UK. <laughs> I love this thing <laughs> for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, they don't like, what if, what, what if? There are literally 20 people sitting there. They're ready to commit, ready to invest in your high ticket offer. Did you just leave like 200K on the table by not messaging them? The thing is, by the time you get your list, if you are not emailing, so it's kind of like this, it goes wrong, right? So I will not email my people until like, I will start doing something about it once I have 500 but because you're not emailing, you're not seeing the results, you're not really also actively promoting your email list because you, your brain simply does not see the the need to do it, right? Because you're not seeing the results because you're not doing anything. So you're kind of going like this for years and years and years and years. I've heard it so much before and I, I always like, you have it all backwards. <laughs> you have it all backwards. Start emailing. Start understanding what your people actually like to hear from you, how you're going to engage. It's also a learning process for you as well to know, okay, so what works in emails? What doesn't work in emails? What kind of content do they like from me? What kind of content do they ignore from me? And by the time you actually hit those 500, by the time you start emailing, those 20 people who would be working with you by now who have been like you would have they would have paid you right now those 20 people would have found somebody else who's actually emailing them who talks to them who communicates with them uh and most of the time you also can risk of like people saying saying you're a spammer because they forgot that they signed up to your email list for one year ago which is not a big deal compared to the fact that you just lost 10 or 20 customers right there because you've been waiting around, right? So mm -hmm. imagine like meeting a really, really pretty girl at a bar and like calling her a year after and say, hey, by the way, you gave me your number last year. And she's like, who, who the F are you? Like, sorry, do I know you, <laughs> sir? How do you have my number? Kind of the same thing, okay? Like you lost your chance. Um, 
if you're yeah. sitting there again, is this is not to make somebody feel guilty for like, oh my gosh, I haven't even <laughs> my list. It's gonna be awkward coming back. It's always like I also had it. I also had a um a time where I was not emailing my list. It was freaking awkward. And this is also why we keep putting it away because our brain tries to run away from the awkwardness from the oh my gosh. And you will probably have more unsubscribed. There are some strategies to kind of ease that unsubscribe, being really open, being honest, and say, by the way, this is why you joined my email list. I know you haven't heard from me in a while. Um if you are not interested in this, here's the link to unsubscribe, right? So like giving them a really clear out and that's okay. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is when you do this, there are lower, like fewer people unsubscribing because you're just so honest and open. And like, I know I've been like, I've been <laughs> MIA, right? Like, I know I've been neglecting you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, You don't have to go into the details of like, oh, you know, like my hamster died and then I got sick and then I was not feeling like it. <laughs> But like, no, just say, I know life gets busy sometimes. Like, obviously, if you had, like, if you had a baby, that's, you can mention that. It's cute. People want to know about your babies. They don't necessarily want to know about all your problems going on. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Uh, what was the question again? I think, the, I mean, you've done, you've done well. So the question was, why should they care? And yeah. um, I think we also touched on what, uh, my audience might be afraid of, which is like, what if they unsubscribe? And like, what if they think it's awkward? And what if they don't yeah. know who I am and this kind of thing? And I guess the way that you answered that is like, just be honest, just be human. And yeah. um, I got some really beautiful feedback on my emails the other day. Uh, I was talking to this person and he was saying like, I absolutely love your emails. Like I read every single one of them. You have a gift with words. And I thought that was hilarious because there's no strategy behind what I do. I just, I, I literally sit at a cafe and I think, what do my people need to hear? And then I email exactly. them. <laughs> and that's a strategy and it's not... on its own. It's great. You're sending yeah. emails. Uh, I think there is strategy without you because you've been doing marketing for how many years now? <laughs> like sometimes for us, yeah, yeah. strategy just becomes so much second nature that we feel it's not really a strategy because I did not do a 300 page SWOT analysis. Uh, <laughs> right. Like I didn't do a 300 page report on the strategy, but at some point you don't need the 300 page report. At some point it gets to be super easy because you've done, you've done 10, 300 like pages report before. I've never done that. And like my, my brain runs away from that. Um, but I'm guessing some people, <laughs> I didn't do strategy before. Uh, something I wanted to mention is that there is so if you grow in your social media, which I'm hoping that you do, guys. Um, at some point, you will like your your the the way algorithms work. Maybe not on like I think LinkedIn is a little bit different, but all the others, right? Um, the way they work is that when people sign up, like if they follow you, they connect with you, or whatever, they will start seeing a lot of your content because the social media is trying to figure out how like how relevant are you how how interested are you in this person right but as this same person starts to follow more and more and more and more accounts at some point your account is going to be faded out for most people and i'm not saying it to scare anybody 
I'm just saying it as a fact. And a lot of the time I say, like, try to think about this really good friend who you used to see a lot of content from, who's like now feels like they're dropped off the face of the worst. That's because the algorithms, I had this realization with one of my friends who's also a business owner, like, is she even like, is she still in business? Is she still having this blog that she was using her social media for? Um, so I panicked and like went to check out if she was still in business because for me, she was not like, I was not seeing her content anymore and she was, um, but people are not going to actively do this. Like, unless they really, really miss you and remember you. So making sure that you grow your email list is not an afterthought. It's like, it's should be a very solid part of your marketing strategy, right? it's the best way to reach your clients your clients your followers people who actively showed interest in you and the funny thing is in Denmark you are not allowed to say that you're giving away something for free if it costs people an email address and that's because that's a lot like people still do it no but I don't think there is any you know like I have not heard about anybody getting trouble for that, but technically it's illegal to say you get this for free because our government recognizes the value of an email address for the company and the value it has for people to give you their email address. So mm -hmm. you're allowed to say zero crowns, which is the currency we are in Denmark, right? You're allowed to say you get it for zero crowns because it is literally zero crowns, but you cannot say it for free because people people pay with their email addresses. This is how powerful it is that Danish government actually recognizes this. Um, wow. Another cool thing about living in Denmark, I feel like so cool saying it all the time because, hello, <laughs> it really proves my point, right? So yeah. even just the smallest steps, how are you going to implement it? Put it in your calendar. If it's not in your calendar, it's not going to happen. It's always going to be an afterthought. And... If you want to grow your business consistently, if you want to have this secure channel to reach people who genuinely are interested in you, mm -hmm. email should not be an afterthought. It should be really part of your strategy. It doesn't have to be the biggest part of your marketing strategy, but it needs to be there. I love that you said a secure channel to, to talk to your people or, or to speak to your audience. Because I think one thing that I've noticed over the last far out, maybe three years. Yeah, I was talking to you about this before the call where my stories would get two, 300 views a story. And, you know, I would be getting a hundred, 120 likes on a Facebook post. Now I, I'd be lucky to get 20 likes and maybe 30 like views on a story. And I think I wouldn't be the only one noticing the shift in the algorithm where I think Facebook's moving towards a pay to play type model. Uh, where the organic reach is less rewarded. And the beautiful thing about email is you own that audience. Like that is, that becomes your asset. And I, it was when I was getting my brain around, like, you know, email is good for you, Caleb. I know this sounds so ridiculous, but it's like I was looking for models. I had seen that there were companies that were, or newsletters that were just built on emails that were sold for millions of dollars. And mm -hmm. I was like, Far out. There are strictly email lists with specific audiences that have been sold for millions of dollars. And then I, I love how that ties into what you said about D Denmark recognizes an email as a form of payment. Um, 
And I think if, if, if that can just, you know, hammer home how important this is for people, um, I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I've like, it, it has been, it, this law has been around for years now um, about mm-hmm. the email. Um, something else I wanted to mention. Yes, I have this one client who says every time she, and she has around 500 people in the group, Facebook group. She has around 500 people. I think she has, she went now is up to 1,000 people in a very short time. So it's 100% possible. Um, and every time she sends an email, she gets around 400 opens. When she wow. posts that same content in her group, she gets like reach of 40 people. Wow. Yeah. And she's like, tell me again why why people are not doing it anymore. Like more. I'm like, I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, a lot of the time I also see people get discouraged of open rates. But the reality is if you knew your open rates on social media, you will see that email is so much like you get <laughs> so much more out of that. It's just because it's like there yeah. in your face telling you the yeah. open rates and social media is so big. You need to go into the statistics and all yeah. of these things, right? And, and on Facebook, if only if you have creator's profile or business profile, you can see mm-hmm. this. You cannot see it with your like normal personal profile. Um, on Instagram, you also need to have the business profile to see the statistics. So like yeah. your open rights on social media are just like much lower than what you want. So, oh, yeah. and I think a lot of people think that 20% or even like 10% is a really, really bad open rate because they kind of have this idea of if I send something and it lands in their inbox, everybody should open it. So my open rate should be close to 100 I'm like, if it is, you're probably just sending an email to your mom. (laughs) That's the only way you can make sure you have 100% open rates. I love that. So, in other words, in other words, 10% is great. You can 100% work on getting in higher. 20% is really solid. Trust me. 30%? You're doing great. 40%, 50%, like you go. <laughs> but the thing is, if you're only sending emails once a month, you will have really high open rates, but you will have almost no results. So mm. it's, we would rather send more emails, have lower open rates and see actual sales, actual clicks, actual bookings, whatever you're selling, right? Than just sending this once a month. Every single time you send an email, it's a touch point. Right. And how many touch points do people need to actually get to work with you? Right. So if you're just sending once a month for the entire year, you'll have 12 touch points. For some people, it's not even enough. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I think Peugeot once, like the car, said 460, as far as I remember, touch points to sell a car they actually wow. counted how many they needed 460 obviously most of us selling something a little bit lower ticket than a car mm-hmm. than a french car um but there you go right i had heard um and this is one of those stats that is purely anecdotal because it's it on facebook i don't know how true it was but prior to the pandemic it was something like 12 touch points with a customer mm-hmm. before they would you know, initiate that journey. And then post pandemic, it was 27. 
Yeah. Um, and if we're just looking at anecdotally, like business and exposure through socials, if organic has gone down and I'm getting less touch points there, then we need to figure out a way to get more touch points with our people. And I think right yeah. now, nothing matches email. Yeah, I agree. And this is not a campaign for you guys to drop social media and use email instead. I use both. Like, use both. Why is it either or? Right? Mm. Um, the, every time I try to say importance of so, like email marketing, people are like, yeah, but social media, like, use social media, but take some of the content, repurposes just a little bit and send it as an email. Have a strategy to collect emails through social media, <laughs> making sure you can even, when you do a live video or when you do a video on social media, send it to your email list, make sure they actually see this video because you cannot rely that Facebook will make sure that everyone who follows you actually sees this video, okay? So you can you can mm -hmm. use them in such a beautiful synergy. The best results mm -hmm. I've ever gotten from my clients, it was a collaboration between social media and email marketing, not either or. A lot of the time I actually have okay. people come to me like, I want this evergreen funnel to sell for me. I'm like, for some people you can do this, but it's four years ago for sure. Right now, you need more than evergreen funnel. If I could just sit up in evergreen funnel and never like move a finger in my life, don't you think I would be somewhere on Bahamas at this point, <laughs> living my best life, uh, not working a day of my life? Like, I'm sorry to say that. <laughs> like, I love my work, but if I could like earn a million a month, I would probably not be doing it for like true. Maybe I will. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I will probably do some charity instead. Okay. So yeah, just saying that it's not either or it's beautiful synergy. It's just adding this one tiny little bit thing to your already great efforts to get so much more out of these great efforts. And if you look at what you're doing, uh, and what is actually bringing you results, it might not be spending three hours on a Canva graphic for your post. <laughs> Maybe you take some of that time away and use it for email marketing to get results. I know it sounds less fun now, but when you actually get sales from it, I promise it's going to be much more fun than spending three hours on a Canva graphic. And I know I'm like calling some people out now, including myself. So, yeah, it's not about doing more. It's more about looking into, like, what am I doing already? What's working? What's not working? And how can I exchange what's not working with something that is going to be, like, enhancing what's working? Mm -hmm. So one of the things I think the questions is coming up is, like, how if we take somebody new who's just stepping into this world, if one a month is nowhere near enough, how many emails should I be looking to send? a week and what kind mm -hmm. of things should I be emailing my list? Yeah. So I'm always for consistency. So if once a week is all you got in yourself, then do once a week. I would personally prefer two to three times a week. And I realize that three times a week is every single day, every second day. But once you have this creative flow, you can 100% do this. 
And also think about the social media posts you put out there. If you put posts today about sales, right? Intuitive sales, and you already spend the time creating the post, spend five more minutes writing an email about it, right? <laughs> Take the same post, copy paste it, change like some structure, add a little bit, like take out a little bit and you have an email marked, like an email to be sent, okay? So um, when you're sending an email, take a quote, put it in your social media posts. All of these things, it's more about thinking about how can I have the same thing. Um, in the old days, I would always say, do not just copy paste your social media posts. And you still should not do this, but you can take some of the best performing posts or like, you know, like these are the people interact with. and send out an email just editing a little bit so it's an email format there are a few things um i once actually explained it and i honestly cannot remember how i explained it <laughs> <laughs> hold on hold on i'm back wait puff, didn't i mute puff, myself puff break. no you did yeah. you did Oh, good. It looked like almost I didn't. I was like, that was awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, I live so in Denmark. It's crazy so... all the time. Yeah. So, a lot of, so yeah. We've, we've email cadence. Consistency matters more than inconsistency. So if you yeah. can only commit to once a week, start there. Uh, mm -hmm. What we're aiming for is about two to three times per week. And then... Yeah. Don't just copy paste social content and send it to your list. Uh, see if you can rejig it, reformat it specifically for email. Um, so that would cover and the. Sometimes it's just about like adding a few sentences or taking out a few sentences, adding some personalization that you can actually do an email. You cannot do this in social media, like adding a name, their name mm -hmm. in there, right? Um. But like some of the email, like some of the things are just copy paste because I'm busy, I'm in a hurry. It's a great post. I'm just gonna send it to my email list because the algorithms are so harsh right now. The like the chance that people see the same two things, like that they see it on social media, is just really low. Okay, mm. and I would not do it for every single email. But once in a while, I do that also because I don't have the time. I will add a couple of sentences. And that is that. That is just like, yeah. <clears throat> yes. And also with the consistency, make sure you book it in your calendar. I either have, I don't know, two hours a month to write four emails that are already scheduled. Or book it, let's say, every Wednesday morning between 8 and 8.30. I sit down and write an email and put it in your calendar and really really respect that it's like it's part of your business no client gets to have a call here no like i don't know post packages gets to come in here <laughs> good luck with that mm -hmm. um like my husband is not allowed to come in and talk to me at this time because i am work like seriously working on this specific part of my business yeah love it is there anything else that you feel like they need to hear about email marketing, the importance before we sign off? I feel like we've been, we actually covered a lot today. Um, I really appreciate it, by the way. 
just sharing so freely. I'm happy to share it. It's been so fun. Um, But yeah, I think the one thing is like schedule, like have it as a part of your strategy, not an afterthought, right? Not if like, yeah, I should Mm -hmm. also, or like I should have like, oh, maybe. So um, have it as part of your strategy. Don't be the bad neighbor, as I call it. You know, that ones who only shows up when they need something, when they need a cup of sugar or they need to borrow your lawnmower or whatever. Um, I see a lot of people doing that and not seeing results and then coming to me like, email marketing does not work. Like, well, yeah, if you're only sending email every third month when you're selling something, obviously it doesn't work. Even that works for some people. But imagine the results they could have gotten if they treated email as a proper marketing channel that it should be treated. And still, after years and years and years, I started use, like working with email marketing seven years ago. It's still the top of the charts for most performing channel. Like It's the best performing channel. It has been the best performing channel the last 10 years at least. Why are people not using it still? Like, why is it not a lot of the time it comes to overwhelm, not knowing where to start? Go back to this, like, go back to the start of this recording. Take pen and paper (laughs) out. I promise you, I just gave you a crash course in email marketing. Um, I'm sorry for all the people who don't get to sell the courses now because I kind of gave it all away. Again, if I'm not here tomorrow, (laughs) please check on me. I feel like I'm trading some really, um, really... (laughs) deep waters right now um yeah and just get started again you already have your freebie somewhere don't overthink it just get going and stop putting Mm -hmm. so much pressure on how it should be right now you just get to have fun with it you just get to play with it you just get to get to know your audience afterwards you can build a lot of the steps in but just getting into habit of sending at least weekly email at the very least and you still be ahead of so 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 many people out there you will i i either see really coaches who are like all there they're actually sending their emails and all of that and you're seeing they're in your inbox all the time or coaches that don't do anything there's no middle ground for some reason and i don't know why because the middle ground is also a nice place to be at at least at the beginning and then you can scale up Thank you so much. I think I, I genuinely believe this would be incredibly valuable. Even as even as like a, a masterclass of like this is this is how you can get started if your list is less than five hundred people. Because you've given just yeah. so much value and I really appreciate it. So in that uh, vein, how can people find you? And if they want to know more about your work and get involved or get on your email list, um, how can they go about that? Yeah, so to get on my email list, you have to go through, oh, no, um, it's a joke. Uh, you, <laughs> I have, I have obviously, I have a lead magnet. I have more than one, but the one that people love the absolutely most is the 51 email ideas plus subject lines. There is the reason why it's 51, because we have 51 weeks in a year. So if you're sitting there and say, I need to write this weekly email, but I have no idea what to write, this is why I created this. And please don't say like week one, I need to take the first one. Just look it through, pick whatever you want and start with that one. This is how I wrote all my 
so I, I have a master's degree in university, so I wrote a lot of exam papers in my time. This is, I, I never would start an exam paper from the very start. I would start like from the middle, like the idea gets me and it's just getting started. And then I had a lot of pieces I have to put together. It was a little bit. For exam paper, it's hard. For an email, it's not. So just start wherever it pops into your head. Start with that. A lot of people get stuck at the beginning or like the subject line. Well, that one is already covered through this freebie, right? But um, just get started and things will flow to you, I promise. So I'm guessing you're going to put in the link to it. Yes. So there'll be somewhere in the description somewhere, there'll be a link. Uh, and um, if if they can't see the link and they're just listening on, on uh, the podcast, where can they go? Uh, they can go on Facebook and find me, mm. my profile on Facebook. I'm Stasia Petrova, S-T-A-S-J-A-P-E-T-R-R-O-V-A. -A. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm originally Russian. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Please check the podcast name at least to see how yeah. it's spelled. Uh, yeah. I'm just double checking that I spelled it correctly. It's not always a given for me is to. Hello. <laughs> no, you did. <laughs> you definitely did. Okay. I'm moving too much from my camera, so, I think. <laughs> it's fine. So, so I, I really hope this podcast was, was valuable that you got something. Please do show your love to Stasia if you got something from today by grabbing that freebie. I mean, why wouldn't you? I think I'm going to go get it as well. Like 51 prompts to, to get an email out every single week, I think would just be beautiful. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for just giving so generously to my audience. Anyone who watches this is, <laughs> is crazy not to just use what they've learned today. Uh, so I just want to say a massive thank you. Thank you. It has been so much fun. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next one. This has been the Effortless Podcast today. Just want to say a massive thank you for tuning in. If you did love today, we would really appreciate if you could potentially like, comment, give us a review, maybe even share this podcast directly with someone if you got some kind of value from it or you really appreciated the guest. It really helps us grow and it would mean the world to me. Otherwise, I'll see you in the next podcast.